Welcome to the Baron's Hideout Podcast. I'm your host, Dustin. And I'm your co-host, Dean, and we'd like to let you know where you can find us. The best way to find our socials is on our link tree at the Baron's Hideout, which has our Twitter, Instagram, and podcast links. And you can find me on Instagram at Dean of the Dead Hot Sauce, on Facebook under Dean Sharp, and also my website, www.deanofthedead.com. Lastly, if you wish to support us further, you can subscribe to our Patreon for $1 a month. Now, to the show. Another special guest, Gabby from Podcast in the Woods. Gabby, how are you doing? I'm good, friend. How are you? Uh, I'm great. And it's good to have you back on the show. I think the last time I had you on was um, with Horror Gamer. I'm pretty yes. sure. That was a long time ago. So That was like two <laughs> years ago. We talked about The Exorcist. Yes, we did. Yeah. That was, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Time has been absolutely flying by. And now that absolutely. you're with... Um, podcast in the woods with with boomer over there you guys have been rocking it as well hi so. booms yeah <laughs> and um today we're doing something a little a little different um you're coming on solo usually you'd have someone else with you but you know boomer has to be you know stupid and work and be busy oh <laughs> <Aww, laughs> booms you know. <laughs> love you yes it's all good um but yeah. i gave you a, a pretty cool opportunity to come over here and um do what dean and i have been doing for since Dean, I think, has became the new co-host, about six, seven months, doing a bunch of uh, screen box coverage and whatnot, because the people over there have been amazing with giving us some screeners and helping us do some coverage for them. We're not sponsored. I want to let that know. Everybody know that we're not sponsored, but maybe one day we're just kind of, you know, doing uh, doing some work uh, freelance over here. Screenbox um, has the best selection, too. I love Shutter obviously OG. Yeah. But I have Screenbox now and they're killing it. Yeah, they really, really are. Yeah. And, um, I mean, everybody who's over at Screenbox, they, they love um, Shudder as well. And we do too. Like we, we love Shudder. Yeah. Um, but they're kind of an underdog right now. Screenbox, they, they have been around for a while, uh, but oh, they, they kind of went through like a, all, yeah, like they went through like a whole rebrand last year. And what really started setting them off is when they did, um, Freddy's Nightmares, like the TV show of Nightmare on Elm Street, they they put mm. all the Freddy's Nightmares on there for a good like five or six months, and then I think they they just took it off. I think by the end of last year, okay, really wasn't that long ago. I think it was like in October or September, okay. one of those months. I think when they took it off, and now they're kind of rebranding and getting a lot of these really awesome films in with Cinedime. Um, and the movie that we're going to be talking about today is called Dawning. Um, yeah. Comes out January thirty first, so um, we're not going to jump into any kind of spoilers or anything like that right off the bat. I do all overall feelings and whatnot, but before we do any of that, Gabby, I want you to uh, go ahead and let our listeners and watchers know what you and Boomer are doing. So, Booms and I just started season two. I joined um, a little bit into his season one. He started on his own. Uh, I was looking for a new show. He was looking for a co-host and uh, I guessed it on his show. Um, 
everything just kind of clicked into place and I kind of found my home. I think that he would agree, you know, we kind of, we found each other by destiny. I mean, like we just, we are each other's yin and yang. I mean, we have so much fun. Um, He always says, I bring the intelligence and he brings the bullshit, but I really think that's (laughs) not, I'm not that smart. Um, he just likes really stupid movies. <laughs> I mean, I, I do have to agree on that. Sometimes when he, he, he picks some of these outrageous, weird movies. He does. Um, and it's so funny. When I started yeah. on the show, I was like, I don't like a slasher. I don't like a B movie. I don't like stupid for the sake of being stupid. I don't like any of that stuff. And, oh, God, he's going to hear this and it's going to, like, encourage him. <laughs> um I'm coming around so hard on slashers and B movies and things. Um, this week we actually just recorded with our friend. I I think you know Dice Roland. Um, Do you know her? Possibly. Oh, she's so fantastic. Um, but we've um we we've we know it, it she's she's just great. Um we talked about Demon Wind. Oh, such a great from nineteen ninety. Such a great film. I will disagree with you respectfully. <laughs> I, I enjoy it. I I'm I think I'm like one of those if you were get a room of like 10 15 people, there'll be maybe like 3 or 4 that say they love Demon Wind and the rest of them will be like, "No. I'm one no. of those guys that's like I love Demon Wind." <laughs> I'm the other 11. I hated that movie. Um, but it's just one of those things that this is this is one of his very rare misses though that I have always I hate the word pretentious i i'm starting to think that maybe i am a little bit it's not that it's just i like horror to be scared and yeah. he likes horror for fun and so we kind of balance each other out a little bit with that that i i don't think i picked the smart choices i think i just picked the more universally scary yeah you, you like that that guttural um reaction yeah yeah like i i have to sleep with the lights on kind of movies yeah and this has been kind of my journey um Ever since, you know, kind of becoming okay with horror, um, as everybody knows who's been podcasts or not, but I, I always say it, it took me a long time to really start watching scary movies and like enjoying them. Um, first movie that really got me out of that was Halloween 1978 when I was about 10 yes. or 11. Yes. Um, so that one, it scared the hell out of me, but it made me very intrigued, want to watch more. Um, so, you know, over the years, I've watched a lot of stuff, and I think I just got to a point, maybe when I was like 16 or 17, maybe it was because I was more mature, or yeah. just because I've seen so many other films, I kind of got a little desensitized, and I was like, I'm not really scared of anything anymore. Even yeah. going to like some haunted houses and whatnot, like I'm like, I'm not scared, I just go to, to look at the you know, the the whole view and, and the set yeah. designs and stuff. Yeah. Um. So one thing that I really wanted to do on this show was to obviously showcase all the films that I loved um, watching growing up and even still until this day, but also to find those movies that give me some sort of feeling of fear or even like any kind of emotion other than like just watching the film and shutting off my brain. I like to think and I like to feel something. And the movie that we are covering today, Dawning, Definitely made me feel some stuff. <laughs> yeah, this was a tough watch for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I um, had not the greatest childhood growing up. And uh, 
I had a little sister and, um, seven and a half years ago, I lost her. And this was, I had no idea. I didn't, I didn't even check to see if there was, is there a trailer for this? I didn't even check. Uh, there is, but it's really weird because Dean and I were doing trailer reactions, right? Yeah. This one is, I believe on bloody disgusting's YouTube channel, but it's unlisted. So you have to go to bloody disgusting's actual site to get the link. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't I didn't even look. I I wanted to come into it blind. All you said was um Japanese psychological and I was like, "Yes. I want that one." Yeah. And so I was I was super excited and um not to say that I'm not now. It was a really good movie and it yeah. freaked me out. But um I can I can tell you the only other horror movie that ever made me cry the way that this one did was Train to Busan. Oh yeah, no, that made me yeah. weep. Oh yeah, yeah. like Definitely openly did. sob the snot, the hiccups, the like yeah, like like the first time I watched um, ET level, like uh, yeah. just devastation, and this one really did that for me and. Um, it was also a little cathartic for me. Oh, really? Yeah, it was. Just a, you know, it, it's such a personal experience, and and I think that one thing about horror is everybody has that one horror movie that, like, it's not their favorite. It's never going to be their favorite, but it was the one that made them feel the most. Yeah. And a horror movie that taps into your greatest fears, and everybody has something different. Um, this one really hit me with the, um, the relationship Okay, yeah, and the regret and, you know, all of that, you know, no spoiler yet, but, um, <laughs> this really, this really got me. This was excellent. Yeah. And I think the movie also kind of warned you in the beginning. This isn't really a spoiler because it's like the first thing that it says, I think it said it, um, dedicated to the hurting. Which, you know, like the feeling of you being hurt or, um, you know, losing something or just having like a, a, you know, like a pit in your stomach and not knowing what to do. Yeah. Um, And I thought that was, that was, that was beautiful because it really, from watching the trailer, this movie was not what I expected it to be. I thought it was going to be more like really crazy imagery, which there is crazy imagery that's going on in here. Um, But I thought it was going to be a lot deeper. It is a deep yeah. movie, but I thought it was going to be deeper in a whole different way, like a like a, a weird like spiritual um, realm or whatever it was that was going right? to you know, take yeah. over this person. Yeah, I really really thought, um, but it really flips it all on its head, and it's a great film. It's less than a, like an hour and twenty, and yeah. it flies by. The storytelling is great. Um, they speak uh, Japanese and English in here, which I kind of like that kind of back and forth with it. Yeah. Um, there's not too many like areas in the film they go on, go to. It's mainly set in like this one um, home slash some sort of farm. Um, what were they growing there? Almost like a dirt farm. Did it not remind you of the Depression? Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. 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 I was trying to figure out what they were growing there. I wasn't sure if it was like tomatoes or grapes. He didn't really focus too much 
on that. No. Maybe there were some apples there. It was apples or pears that were on the tree. I noticed that. Yeah. Um, but whatever was growing in, like growing out of the ground, not off of the tree, I have no idea. Yeah, me either. It was beautiful, though. It was, it was, <laughs> it really, was gorgeous. Really it was a gorgeous setting. Yeah. Um, and I really do have to thank, you know, Screenbox again for letting us watch this and also Cinedyne for picking these awesome movies. Every movie that has been coming out that is an exclusive or something that's not on like another streaming service, Cinedyne has really been picking so brandon hill who helps with the acquisitions for screenbox and dime has been nailing it and hi brandon i'm gabby want to talk <laughs> I, i'll get you i will get you into contact with uh with brandon and alex don't worry i'll, I'll do make you that not though i'm maybe i'm maybe you have a little bit more like contact and you talk about that a little bit more but every time you say cinedyme i am hearing the voice when the movie starts, that deep voice, Cinedyme. Do you yeah. know what I'm talking about? Like, I yeah. hear it every time you say it. It's cracking me up in my head. Yeah. Yeah. So they've been killing it. And another thing that I like about Screenbox, and this is so probably really stupid to a lot of people, but like their actual logo and their music, you know how Shudder has a dun-dun, like that John Carpenter yeah. made? Yeah. I think Screenbox has a better one. And I love John Carpenter, but like their knife and... Like super like eighties slasher sounds. Like yeah. I think it's so cool. And I love watching <laughs> Screenbox. It's just movies it's just so beautifully horror. It's just yeah. it's so yeah. I mean Screenbox is or yeah, Shutter is very uh hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But Screenbox, Screenbox is, is very like, yes. Yeah, like, they're more yeah. like on the edge of everything. They want to throw everything out. And they've been doing a lot of yeah. Korean and Japanese horror, which I know Boomer loves that shit. So I know. Uh, <laughs> it's so funny that I'm the one here talking about the Asian horror when this is Boomer's. I mean, Booms, again, love you. Not talking shit. Just saying you love that stupid shit. But when it comes to Asian horror, you can't find a higher authority. He knows everything. True. True. He's seen all of them. And yeah, when it was like, oh, yeah, it's it's Asian. It's like. Uh, well, okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I love, and he's introduced me to so many great ones that I hadn't seen before. I think I, I saw the more like, uh, I don't want to say mainstream because Asian horror for some reason still is not that mainstream. I don't no, get it. It's sort of getting there. It's of. getting there. But um, he, I, I knew the ones that were at my blockbuster, you yeah, know, yeah. like on my Netflix before shutter was a thing. And, so I knew all of those, but he can tell you titles that like, he'll have me watch movies that are on YouTube. <laughs> I never in my life thought to watch an entire movie on YouTube, but yeah. he knows where to find them. And he has the DVDs if you can't find them. And he, he is, he is the authority. And it's so funny that I'm the one that's like, mm, that was scary. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm the one that gets to talk about it. Yeah. I mean. We all have our opportunities and we're all growing and learning so many awesome things. And yeah. don't worry, we'll we'll have him on again with with or without you. Who knows? Booms. <laughs> Great friend. But um yeah, seriously, Gabby, thank you for you know wanting to come on and do this. Thank you for having um, me. I'm so excited. I know I've been doing this a lot lately. I've been like like going like a day or two before, like I'm like, crap, I'm supposed to record this. Does anybody want to come on? <laughs> I've, been, <laughs> I've been doing that a lot lately. Um yeah. because Dean, he's um trying to do his conventions over in the uk so um he's trying to gear up for all that 
January was a very lax month for him, and it's always like that. Like, he doesn't get a lot of work in for his actual mm-hmm. job, and also conventions aren't really happening that much in January. But in February, to start picking up and picking up, and um, there's a lot of things that he has going on in the background um, that I'm, I'm helping him with, and I have a lot of things that's going on in the background, too. And um, one thing I guess I can kind of say is um, we're sort of planning... Uh, this is still all in talks, um, but with Salem Horror Fest in April, we may or may not be doing live show and movie viewing <gasps> of a brand new movie that might be coming out. Shut up. Yeah, so if anybody... I'm was, like seven hours from Salem. Just come on. And do it. I'm coming. Yeah, let's do it in April. Um, yeah. Once everything gets... I'm driving uh, up. <laughs> once everything's, um, you know, solidified and everything's sorted out you will obviously let everybody know but that's just kind of like what i have going on right now um on top of all the screen box stuff and um one thing that is happening screen box related is next week they are doing a very early screening of the outwaters at cinema salem salem massachusetts oh my god shut up um, that's so exciting yeah so if anybody's in the area make sure you sign up for that i think even if you go and on their socials, they have a, a giveaway right now of five passes, five free passes that you guys can go and win to go to that screening. So if you want to see the Outwaters and you're you know, by the area or you want to travel to the area, I highly suggest you do that. Um, but other than that, I'm literally Google mapping more. right now how to get to, yeah, how long it takes it, me to get to it, Salem. It. It's a great cinema. It's an indie cinema. They're not big at all. Uh, any... Any purchase there, popcorn ticket helps them a lot, and they're you're literally six hours away from me. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not that far from. That's not that long Salem at all. Oh, see, I'm in North Central PA. I'm about three hours from downtown Manhattan. So, oh, okay. yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I'm about like 45 minutes from from uh, Salem on a good day. Oh my god, that's so. <laughs> if there's fun. a lot of traffic. It's probably about like an hour and a half, but um, usually okay. it's about 45 minutes. Um. So yeah, come on down and and Yay. watch these awesome films, and uh, we can I'm meet excited. each other in person. Okay. Yeah. How fun. Uh, hell yeah! We've got to get Boomer there now. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try. <laughs> <laughs> um. But back on track for the movie that we were talking about today. It is dawning a screen box exclusive that will be dropping January thirty first. We are recording this um twenty eighth, so this might be coming out. I haven't decided if late tomorrow, which will be the 29th, or early the 30th. I have not decided yet. It depends on how much energy I have. Um, But I think we kind of talked about briefly our overall feelings about this film. So let's jump into spoilers. Trauma isn't biased. It doesn't favor a type of relationship or seek the weakest of the branch. It interrupts everyone at any moment. That's what trauma does. I should have done something. I just ignored him. 
잡았는데. 처럼 그냥 있었어. 그거 알아? 우린 어차피 저 혼자야. 음, Gabby, since you are our guest today, where would you like to talk about? You can pick anything in the film, anything that spoke to you. Um, anything you didn't like, anything you really liked, wh whatever you wanna you wanna talk about. There was nothing in this that I didn't like. Okay. There were things that I enjoyed a little bit more than others. Um, I it, the movie makes you think. Oh yeah. That um makes you believe that there's a these two sisters grew up with this trauma the dad killed himself and obviously when somebody takes their own life there's a story behind that nobody just does that because they're in a shitty mood you know there are things behind it there's illness behind it and a you know almost all of the time mental illness travels within the family it's genetic and yep. you know it's something that's passed on so um after the dad kills himself and you see the older sister is very successful she's doing very well she's a therapist which makes sense um you wonder about the other sister and so you think that when she goes to the family farm to um spend that time with her sister that the sister is kind of breaking down yeah and the imagery the night terrors. You saw the nightmare, right? Everybody did. Yeah. Yep. So we all know from that, that was one of the scariest movies of all time to me. Yeah. Um, watching an actual night terror happen. Um, but when you see it happen in this movie, oh my God. When when she has that first night terror and that figure starts running toward the stop oh, it. Yeah. Oh, I had to watch this on my computer because um my son is home this weekend. This is my weekend with my son. So I had to watch it on my computer. I couldn't watch it on the TV. I have a, my chair has wheels, scooched, <laughs> rolled back and was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and, you know, my little tiny, beautiful five-year-old was like, mommy, we're not supposed to say fuck. <laughs> my son does the same thing to me too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, don't tell me what I just said. <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. So of course you have to like turn your attention to like, you can't say it just to tell me not to say it. And, you know, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah that really got me um but when you realize um this movie reminded me a lot of a tale of two sisters okay okay i can see that yeah with this with this sister being gone and you know um when you when when you get the reveal that you thought that it was the dad you saw that image of the dad on the side of the high it wasn't him it completely like you're already like freaked out because you don't know what's going on with the sister and you don't know what's going on. You don't know what's going on with the main character. And you're kind of like, wait, what? Wait, oh my God. And then the dad's standing in the doorway and you're just like, this movie was, and, and also just 
you know, back to what I was saying earlier, um, I, when the reveal happens and we find out why. It's, it's hard. It's, it's really, really hard. I can't. And I actually was trying to put myself in the shoes of somebody who didn't experience something like that. My sister um, passed from a heroin overdose. So um, it was sudden. It was horrible. She had children. Um, oh. Sujin didn't. Um, but that was hard enough. And to put yourself, I can't, I can't imagine what it must feel like to be somebody from the outside that's never experienced that, that is like, what would I do if that were my sibling? Yeah. And, you know, I loved that. The terror of knowing those feelings. But also kind of like stepping back and being like, how scary would that be? Because this is this is such a great movie because it puts you, and I think that a lot of J-horror does this. That's what makes J-horror so fantastic is that it's emotional, it's visceral, and it's empathetic and sympathetic. And you find yourself identifying with the characters, whether or not you have anything to identify with. And so what really stuck out to me the most was putting myself in the shoes of somebody that doesn't understand. How could you wrap your brain around something like this happening to you? And that's got to be, for me, it was devastating and sad and horrible to relive. How terrifying would it be for somebody who still has their sibling? Yeah. To think about that. And it just, it got me everywhere. I had the goosebumps. I was weeping. But it, well, fun fact, I actually physically don't get goosebumps. I can't. I get cold chills. But, and I feel like I think that I would have goosebumps. I think that's what it's <laughs> supposed to feel like. But I don't actually get them. That's so weird. <laughs> I know. It's so weird. But um, yeah, so I think that I had the goosebumps. According you, to how I think, have, I think that everybody yeah. else had the goosebumps, but yeah, it was, it was so, and the unraveling, like it did remind me of Tale of Two Sisters, but it wasn't the same at all. This was such a different idea and such a different take on that sibling grief that was phenomenal. Yeah, it really phenomenal. was. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It really threw you for a loop. Yeah, the movie really does set you up to um, follow, um, you know, the main sister. I, I'm not going to be able to say her name right. <laughs> but the main sister, um, you want to follow her. Yeah, I think it was that. And, you know, after the whole scene happens with the dad and it's in the therapy room with the guy, um, uh, Marcus. Marcus, and he looks out the window and then she sees that and she's saying, don't do it, don't do it. And... I mean, he kills themselves. It's like, like at that point, I was like, I was really confused because at first I thought it was Marcus that we were following now. Like maybe he was in that oh. house because they kind of like they 
played mm-hmm. a little bit of a mind game with you because he's talking about how his dad left or whatever, and like, or like he did something for his dad. So I was like, so this is the other sibling, maybe, or whatever it may be. Um, but no, it turns out to be the the girl. Um, and then you follow her, and then yeah, you get the first sleep paralysis scene, um, which is awful. I've never experienced sleep paralysis. Neither have I. I hope I never do. Preach. <laughs> um, yeah. I've watched a lot of like documentaries or other movies that kind of surround sleep paralysis, and it makes me just never ever want to deal with them. Never um, a million. I feel mm-hmm. like no, thank that you. Would, that would top any horror movie I've ever seen is dealing with that. Um, and she doesn't just have one sleep paralysis yeah. scene. It's there's three different ones and they each kind of get worse and worse and worse. And then she's also kind of ported to this dream world that you think, cause she falls asleep, dream world, bad thing happens. Falls asleep, dream world, bad things happen. Um, and then you slowly start to realize that this dream world is the real reality, sort of, um, yeah. just kind of warped a little bit um, with seeing um, her sister, you know, die and the the gun, and then um, see her sister, you know, hang herself essentially. And you really go through all of these emotions with her, like she's popping pills. Um, yeah. And then she's trying to, you know, do anything to cope. She's even, like, searching on the web um, for, like, trauma with, like, medication and, and stuff like that. And if you could hallucinate while having said trauma. Um, yeah. So she's at work, goes home, um, and she tells her secretary that she's not going to be back until, I think, Monday or Tuesday or something like that. Yeah. And then she's like, my sister needs me. But she never called her sister. You don't see this interaction. I don't think at all with her and her sister ever, like, talking. So no. right off the bat, you're like, you has a sister? So you're like, oh, okay. So you kind of just go along with it as you would as a viewer. kind of going. Well, I picked that up um, when the dad killed himself in the beginning. That the two girls were holding the mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what? Maybe I wasn't looking at the other sister. I think I was just so f- um, focused on the mom. Just like I was watching to impress, so I was paying attention to everything. <laughs> so I could get the best notes. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. So you're going to see probably see things that I didn't, which is great. That's why I love having someone else do these with me. Um, <laughs> so yeah, um, she goes to visit her sister. She she gets to the farm. And then you, you see you know the, the doorway in the building where the father came out of and then left. Um, so you're like, oh, okay, so we're back to where it was in the beginning of the film. What yeah. has changed? Who's here? So she goes to find her yeah. sister, um, Sojin. She finds her, but she's doing like this, like she's digging or doing something crazy, um, which you see this in the trailer. And like Dean and I, when we were oh. watching this, we were like, oh no, this is going to be bad. <laughs> this is going to be bad. Quick aside, what is it with Asian horror that gets body horror so perfectly that it doesn't have to be ripping a fingernail off? It doesn't have to be scooping somebody's eyeball out. Yeah, Just I'm... the frantic digging, the twitches and the movements and the everything yeah. that just freaks you out 
so bad. And the spoiler alert, when she's bent over backwards. Oh, yeah. Scurrying at her. Yep. How hard did you try to, like, move your entire body into your spine to yeah, get away yeah. from oh, that? I definitely pushed back a little bit, and I think I had to look away. <laughs> they do it so well. They do it so well with no gore. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think there's... Well, and no shock. The shock is... Yeah. You, you're moving like that? Yeah. It's like the spider. It's like the spider walk down the stairs in The Exorcist. Exactly, that's the best yeah. way to, to um, yeah. describe yeah. that for sure. Yeah. Um, anyway, sorry. No, no, you're End good. Of you're good. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. Um, yeah, definitely. J horror. Um, they always go really hard with their storytelling um, and their twists. They always have a good God twist. Bless. Yes. Um, for anybody who does have Screenbox and hasn't watched it, The Anchor is a great J horror film that you need to watch i started that because you said some you did an episode or you said something on twitter about uh, it we did i we never got the episode released because we were on our break um okay. but it was one that we were going to cover it's a bit of a long one it's about two hours um but the payoff for that film is phenomenal it's it's so with j horror i don't mind because look at the medium the wailing yeah yeah i mean just recent memory. Yeah. The two hours feels like 45 minutes. I can deal with it. I'm actually writing down yes, so that it's... I don't, I'm putting a post-it on my monitor right now. Oh yeah. Finish the anchor. Oh yeah. And everybody else listening, make sure you watch the anchor <laughs> and then watch this one when it drops. Um, but yeah. they've been putting out a lot of really good J horror on screen box. Yeah. And I love it. So impressive. I love it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, back to dawning. Um, so she goes to California to get her sister. She goes to the place and she thinks that she sees her sister. She's like yelling out to her, being like, hey, I'm here. So she walks up to her. Turns out that what she was looking at wasn't her sister. Her sister was actually behind her, <laughs> walking to her. So you're like, oh, okay. So this is what we're going to be going into. Yeah. Um, then they, you know, they start to have a talk. I think the reason why she was going back that she was having a boy boyfriend trouble or something with um um Jay Sung, who we don't really know who he is, but you know, they talk about him a lot. Um and, and we find out that he was abusive to um Sojin and split up. Um But he uh, left her, which yeah. I thought was so funny. Not funny. Funny is the very wrong word. <laughs> so interesting that she asks Sojin, did he hit you? And she says, yes. And she explains why. She gives the very typical battered wife answer of, well, it's not his fault. Yeah. You know, it's the way that we communicated. It was we, we were oil and water. We were all of these things. But he left me. Yeah. He abandoned me. Yeah. And that's just gut wrenching. That this is kind of what sets you up for there's something wrong with Sujin. Yeah. Because sure. you think that he, you think it was your fault that he left? You think it was your fault that he. Yeah. And then as, as a, it, on a personal note, as a female, um, more than anything else, what we're kind of raised on 
you know, when the gym classes separate boys and girls and things like that, a, a lot of that is how to identify an abusive relationship. So one of the kind of ding, ding, ding things for me was when she's like, he left me. Abusers don't typically leave yeah. their relationships. So that was like, hmm? why? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Interesting twist. For me, it was kind of a twist that it was like, wait, he left you. Yeah. I was thinking the same thing, actually. Yeah. Um, Cause you never really hear that. I mean, she says like, yeah, he was abusing me um, whenever he drinks, which is like, that's like a typical thing that you would hear a lot from somebody who's yeah. in an abusive relationship. But yeah, normally um, they, they play like, no, oh, I got to stay with them. Um, no, it's okay. Everything's going to be all right. It's never like, yeah, they left me. It's always like, I'm going to stay with them. So it was, yeah. it was really, you know, turning it on its head a little bit. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and then after, you know, all that kind of happens, um, they go to sleep. And I think the second sleep paralysis scene happens. Yeah. And it's, we always look at the time usually, and it's always 3.10 a.m. Yeah. Um, and then we see Dojin digging again, but this time it's dark out and it's like in between um, like everything that's growing and you don't really see what's going on. Um, but uh, you know, she talks to Sojin and then she stops and then disappears. Yeah. Teleports. So you're like, yeah. so I was like yeah. what the hell is going on here? Where is she going to show oh. up? Yeah. And then it's that scene and you're like, oh, okay. All right. So, so creepy. Uh, forget about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, so this is, this is when it gets really, really crazy. So, um, the sister wakes up and then says, uh, uh no, wait. Yeah. She says to her, is it Sojin that asks her about the vivid dreams the first time? I think, Sojin asks her, are you having your vivid dreams again? Yes, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe yeah. you're having your vivid dreams again. And then she like twitches and then lunges at her. And, <laughs> yeah. And then we wake up again and um, they, I think they go to, they go to like a, a part where um, Sojin's smoking, I think. And then they're mm. kind of like talking about, oh, so you're smoking now? She's like, yeah, like kind of, you know, helps a little bit and makes me think about being this person instead of who I am right now. And maybe I would have a chance. So they're having like a, a talk about how um, one was more successful than the other and like why yeah. you left and, and whatnot, which is very, very heartbreaking. It, it really is because there are families out there that are definitely broken or, you know, on the verge of being broken and no one's like that close. And is that one, you know, it could be a cousin, it could be a sibling that was more successful than you. And you feel like you are stuck in this one area because where, that's where you be. Yeah. Um, and it was, that, that really, that hurt me a lot because that's kind of like how my family was. Like I've, I have a lot of people that are really successful and I felt like a I, at a point in my life, I needed to stay where I was when in reality, I could have been so much more. So that yeah. was really hitting me a lot. That yeah, scene, for sure. 
I can tell you as for some reason, um, my sister, especially always thought that I was doing so well. My cousins have always thought that I've done very well. Um, perception is crazy. Never have I ever considered myself doing well, being successful. I've never, never, but you know, you can give off that air that, and especially as Paigen is the older sister, which is crazy that her name is Paigen. And I didn't realize that until almost the end of the film, my sister's name was Paige. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. So that was just like, I mean, I was already freaking out and crying and sweating. And then it's like, oh, my God, her name is Paige. Oh, my God. Like, so, um, yeah, that Paigeon, you know, Sujin's telling Paigeon, you know, I I see you and you do well and you're high rise in New York City and you're doing all of these things. My sister used to say those things to me, too, that like, well, you have your beautiful house. It's like, bitch, I rent. (laughs) Well, you have such a great job. Like, I have a nice title. I don't make shit on it. I don't make any money. I just have a good title, you know, like, <clears throat> well, you have this and you have this and you have this. And it's like, yeah, well, you can have these things, but it doesn't necessarily make you any higher than anybody else. But you have that, especially as an older sister to your younger sister, you have that, like, why do you think that I'm doing so much better than you? And it's, literally when you get down to the nitty gritty, it's just because you're the big sister. Yeah. And so that was actually such a heartwarming scene for me. And I think for anybody who watches it, that it's just like, Oh, look at the little sissy loves her big sissy. And she just thinks that she's, you know, this amazing figure. And it's the big sissy's like, no, I, I envy you here on the farm. And, living your simple life and doing your passion. You love farming and you love doing all of these things. And, you know, and I, it's just, it's great. Yeah. It's great. Uh, so yeah, the next part after them doing the the smoke break talking is what I've been calling it. <laughs> yeah. Is um, when um, Sujin asks her sister, did you see what I was digging earlier? And she's like, what are you talking about? That that really got me. I was like, whoa, no, she knows. <laughs> she knows, yeah. and you are in this dream. Um, so she goes to call um, Jaesung, uh to see where he's at. I don't know why she didn't call the mother, because she found the um, calling list. Yeah. I guess if she ever needed anybody to go and call that. So she found that, but she only called Jaesung, which was weird like why didn't she call the mom as well very odd and so she's she's calling and calling and she goes outside and then here's the phone ringing in the dirt where she saw her sister digging with the shoe i mean this phone must have had a really really long battery life (laughs) that's all (laughs) i'm saying that's all i was thinking when this was happening i was like this is a very very long battery life phone yeah so she finds it and she finds a shoe. And I was like, okay. And then um, we kind of get the, okay, so this has to be reality now. She's finally awake, finds the phone. Sujin killed, killed Jason. Yeah. Um. So after she finds out all this, looks behind her, and then the whole world is like crumbling. It's like trying to consume her. So then she's running. She's like, oh, crap. 
Yeah. Um, so you're like, what's going on now? But you're kind of, I guess, I was starting to understand now that that was like just all in her her mind essentially, because obviously this wouldn't be happening in real life. Like your real world wouldn't start. Oh, crumbling. you got that. Yeah, it was just. Like, I did not. Yeah, I was like, there's, there's no way that, that that's happening. Like, I'm like, I'm intrigued to see what's happening and where, where it's gonna go, and where it went. I wasn't really ready for it. Um, yeah, because she makes it out. She goes out of the fence, and then there's a car, and she waves the car down, and then we. Assuming it's her Uber that she yeah, already called her Uber. Something. Yeah. Um, and my camera's going all crazy again, but whatever. <laughs> um, so yeah. Um, <laughs> let, me, let me see if I can fix it really quickly. Uh, it's just funny what your camera's making you do right now. <laughs> all right, I think it's all fixed now. <laughs> it does that every now and then. Okay. So all the all the video um, watchers will, will love that. It's been happening so much lately; it's ridiculous. Um, so yeah. Wanted. Um. She's waving down her her Uber or whatever you you think it was, and then yeah. they kind of set you up to think that you're in a flashback. At least that's what I was thinking. Um, when she's in, uh, I think she's in the in the chair, right, and she's talking to um, like another psychiatrist. So maybe thinking this was happening after. I was dad. just thinking that that was such a traumatic weekend with the sister. <laughs> yeah. That as a therapist, she knew to call a therapist and talk about it. I actually thought that that was like, wow, she's so pre like, you know, um, not counterproductive, but what's the word I'm looking for? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Proactive. I know, I know she's mean. so proactive. Yeah. Proactive. Yeah. yeah. Like she knows what to do because she does it. And I actually, I was like, good for you, Jen. Yeah, yeah. I was excited for her. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why I thought that was a flashback. It just, just the way everything looked, it made me feel like that. And then you kind of go into another dream world. And this is when like everything starts getting mixed up. Yeah. And then she sees her sister die, but then her father die. And then people just in places they shouldn't be. Like she's talking to her dad, but then her dad's in the trunk. And then her, her sister <laughs> is in the, um, uh in the driver's seat oh my god my camera is just so annoying uh, <laughs> uh it's whatever it's it's comic relief for the show but um yeah it was just yeah for really, sure really weird um and then we get the um i guess the twist the realization that it was really her sister that um that died and, and not her father uh, oh, okay, this is when I'm going to start getting emotional. Apologies, Baron's listeners. This yeah, is a lot. It, it, this it is was really it, tough. It, it got to me too, um, because after the talk, um, you go follow the therapist that was talking to her, and then it's like her mom. It's like okay, we, we saw the mom, and we know that the mom is alive. So that's yeah. all that we saw. So she's talking, and then on an aside, did you think that Sujin, when you saw the the shoe and the phone buried, yeah, did you think that Sujin had killed the boy or the mom too? That she was just very conveniently out of town, you or know, she was visiting church friends or whatever. But that mom, was my thought. Was like, oh my god, Sujin killed her boyfriend and the mom. Yeah, I kind of forgot about the mom. 
actually. I wasn't really oh. thinking. Like, there was a point in time when I was like, okay, where's the mom? But yeah. then I really forgot that the mom was even mentioned or anything until uh, saw her again, aside from the beginning of the film. Um, so when we saw her sitting and talking to the therapist, and she had to sign the line, and then we look behind, and there's the dad, and then we see him sign, and it's Jaesung, and then you're like, oh. Oh, shit. I yeah. get it now. I yeah. get it now. Yeah. And then that's when we get the actual flashback and it's sad and it's, it's really tough to watch. Um, especially when we go through my eyelid is twitching at this, actually. (laughs) I don't know if anybody, if you can see it, hopefully you can't, but it is twitching terribly. But anyway, keep going. I I think someone, someone will probably see it. (laughs) Um, so yeah, we, thanks a lot. (laughs) That'd be a meme. Uh, we go, Back to the beginning, the actual true beginning, and see the actual things that happen. Yes, the father runs to the car, and then we have him stop, and he says, oh, okay, no, it's fine, I'll stay. So it was... Because this time it's the mother yeah. begging him to stay, not Pajin. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, And then we kind of get a camera pan over to the sisters, and you holding each other. And you're not quite sure what was happening, but you kind of get the gist of it. Um, And then it starts slowly revealing even more when the sisters are talking to each other and it goes to night and then the sister wakes up and hears the fighting. And then that's what the sleep paralysis was, was her hearing the fighting and all like the, you know, awful noises and then knowing that her her sister was the one who was being abused and and whatnot this um, is when it all tied together for me was yeah. in the beginning when the uh marcus was the name of the patient correct yeah 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 that i could have done more he was my dad but i didn't consider him human dads yeah. are different um i think for all of us parents and siblings they're different it's not your bestie it's not your significant other these are the people that are meant to be your life yeah for your life maybe not so much parents but definitely siblings and so when marcus is talking about that guilt of like i could have done more that was actually the first time in the movie that i cried was oh really yeah, what well, I mean, just thinking about like you know yeah. because of how my sister had passed, um, that you know I get that I get that you think that there in hindsight you think that there's more that you could have done, and I just I felt for Marcus. I get it. I yeah. get it so hard. But like there was that, and then there was um, when she's in bed before her first sleep paralysis when she's listening to that lecture. Yeah. Oh, I totally forgot all about that. And she's talking and she's listening to this person talk about like the secondary trauma that you're watching the trauma happen to somebody else and you want to take it on. Yeah. But you can't. And the guilt that you feel from that. And then that very quick glance of the Google search of the um, patient Mm -hmm. who escaped from the hospital when she has that sleep paralysis and she's calling out for Sujin, 
you think that Su Jin and that kind of set it up for everything. So that was such a huge twist. Yeah. Yep. So you're already reeling from the twist. And then you find out that, yes, there was that abuse that she could have intervened. She could have tried to protect her sister. And she didn't because she was afraid. Yeah. And then for that to end with Sujin's death. Yeah. And even her saying. God damn. She's like, forgive me or or something like that. Like uh, I you, can't. Yeah, it's 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 tough. And it's you know so hard. As soon as she says that, you know exactly where it's going. And then when you start hearing all the fighting, and then you see the clock says 310, just like mm-hmm. all of her sleep paralysis um uh interactions were happening. Um and then she wakes up um to go find her sister and she's not in her room. Something else very um powerful about that scene the 310 scene is when she falls asleep that light in the field is blinking yeah when she wakes up it's not blinking anymore yeah so you know that something happened before you know what happened this is this is so hard because like i i kind of grew up in in an abusive home sort of um so a lot of this kind of hits home with me in that kind of way um and thinking that if I had, you know, I, I have two other sisters and, you know, like how you were saying before, like how would someone react, you know, with not having to be in a situation or even being in a situation. It's tough. And this movie is very, very hard. And I was not <laughs> expecting this movie to be the movie that it, that it is. I really wasn't. Yeah. I, was, I was expecting something completely different. But um, I'm glad that it was a movie that was made like this. Um, so people can maybe understand what it, what it feels like to be in that kind of situation or maybe to realize that next time I need to do something about whatever is going on. If I know somebody that's in this situation, yeah. I should go help them or do something. And when she's out finding, like looking for her sister and then realizes that she took her own life and that's why she was saying forgive me and i'm just like oh fuck i had to pause and like give myself like 10 minutes because it was it was a lot yeah and then yeah it really was i um you know there's so many especially well in, in every single genre i think what horror does very well is that they really do well with grief and yeah. guilt and you know finding the horror of that and and kind of building on that and you know, I, I can say that when my sister passed, um, I looked and looked and looked, I'm a reader. I could not find anything, but two books on sibling grief when both parents are still alive and it's a sudden traumatic death and, you know, parents are expected to crumble and to, you know, so as not only the other sibling, but the older sibling, you're expected to take that role. And so it was really hard for me to find anything. And that's actually when I got into therapy, um, which uh, there's no such thing as pride. If anybody needs any help, go to therapy. It's great. Oh, I, I can um, attest to that. <laughs> shout out to my therapist. Um, but yeah, so it was, it was so hard. And 
there is absolutely no representation on real sibling grief and the horror of losing because, you know, like I said before, your immediate family, your mother, your father, your siblings, siblings, however many, those are the people that are your people, no matter what happens. More so your siblings are, they are the people that were given to you to live this entire life. You don't expect, nobody expects their parents to be around the entire time you're living your siblings are there. That's what they're there for. You are, no matter who your romantic partner is, no matter who your children are, no matter what your life is, your siblings are the ones that are meant to be your entire life. And mm-hmm. you need to take a second. I can, I can pause it, Gabby. Just no, 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 I'm okay, I'm okay. The way that this explored the guilt and the grief of that bond that a lot of siblings don't see that they have, you don't see it until it's too late. The way that this explored what can happen to your psyche and to your brain, to your actual living was so well done that I almost wanted to research and see like, did somebody who was involved in the writing of this film lose a sibling? Because this was so representational. It was so representative and it was so real. And that's what got me. That's when I absolutely lost my shit and was just sobbing on my, like, I mean, of course, at this point, I was trying to do my face. I even texted you and said, (laughs) I need a little extra time to do my face. But I like was on my knees in front of my TV, like, oh, my God, stop crying. I have to do this. Like, I have a thing, you know, and it was just it was fucking phenomenal. And there are people, I'm not the only fucking one. And I'm not the only fucking one today or yesterday or the day that it happened to me. People lose their siblings every single day. We are very underrepresented and that's okay. Uh, we'll find each other. Um, but when you get to a point that you're okay to see something like this, this is such a cathartic experience to see that like, yeah, there's so much trauma that you go through when you grow up in a very abusive environment. And there's that person that kind of, you know, I tried, my sister and I were very far, we're six years apart. So I tried to shoulder as much as I could, but there were times that I wasn't there. I wasn't scared. I took that shit for six years before she got here. I was good, you know, but I also grew up faster. I I grew up sooner. I was out. I was living my life that there were times that I couldn't shoulder that. And the, the way that they represented the guilt and the unwillingness to let go was, this is when this movie went from, 
I guess I'm giving away my score already. Um, yeah, this fine, is when this movie went from a seven to a 10 for me. Hell yeah. When it became so identifiable and so real. This movie is so real. The horror in this movie is actual horror. This is real life terror. Yep. And I agree. fucking Japanese doing it again. Showing us up. Can you please come teach us how to make an actual good (laughs) horror movie? Please. We love you. What really, really got me was going back to the scenes and seeing her by herself when there were scenes when she was talking to Jojen and then hearing that the, the therapist said, oh, she was relapsing. And so she went there. And then obviously the parents tracked her down, knew where she was. um, And then they found out that the place was foreclosed because before they were talking about how she sold the house. Yeah. Um, And then you find out that, no, it was actually foreclosed after, you know, everything that happened. Yeah. Um, Just been essentially like under surveillance ever since. Um, Mm -hmm. We don't really know the time gap. I don't think between the events we just kind of assume that it's pretty recent um yeah yeah um because even like when it's uh the flashbacks they're kind of the same age so it had to have been yeah. very very recent probably like within like the past like year or two um i would think i would yeah that's what i was thinking too and um yeah seeing her by herself then going back to the hospital and then seeing all the characters that were in her mind like the nurse being her assistant um how there was another patient on the same floor that was that was marcus and then the really and that marcus killed himself yeah and yeah you hear the flat lining and he's like oh no yeah and then the last thing was um you know the mother talking to the daughter and saying your father's here and then she looks and then you get the dojin talking to her and saying are you ready to let me go now and i was like i can oh, go now right shit and i was like yeah. i can't like this is awful like I, I i i started crying i'm like this is awful like it's so good but it's it's awful <laughs> why it's are you so making good. me like experience this no you, but no you matter- have to no matter how many horror movies come out that can give you the feels. Yeah. It's still always going to be horror. You never expect that. Yeah. And the way that this movie, you know, I think that, I think that one thing that I picked up on and Boomer's going to completely at me about this because I'm <laughs> going to be wrong because he knows everything about Asian horror. And I don't mean that in a bad way, Booms. God bless you. You are the, I've said it before. you you know, everything. Um, what, one thing that I pick up on Asian horror films is that there is one central theme in every single Asian horror film that you don't necessarily get unless you kind of read into what you're watching, which as an American for me personally, and I, I'm only speaking for myself, I don't do that with every horror film that I watch because I'm used to watching American horror films. This movie is about Michael Myers. He's going to kill these fucking babysitters. Yeah. This movie is about Jason Voorhees. He doesn't like people who have sex. This movie is about 
Freddy Krueger, he's going to come to you in your dreams. You know, this movie's about uh, Jigsaw. He's mad because he has cancer. And, you know, like, so I'm used to this is what it is. It's in your face. This is what I'm telling you. And don't question me. The thing that Asian horror does so much better is that there's that theme, that underlying or right on the surface theme that maybe as, you know, a a woman of a certain age, I'm not saying my age, <laughs> but um, I've watched horror movies for 30 plus years as an American. This is what it's about. Don't question it. Love it. Leave it. Goodbye. That when I started discovering Asian horror, even before I met Booms, hey Booms, um, there's a theme and you don't, you, you have to not look for it. You don't have to look for it. A lot of them are pretty obvious. Yeah. You yeah. have to allow yourself to receive it. And this is <clears throat> yeah, not on the same level as Train to Busan. I don't think that this movie is ever going to be as big as Train to Busan. No offense. Um, but it is on the same kind of wavelength as Train to Busan that that theme is there it you don't realize it until later on yeah with train to busan you don't realize it until the very end that hits you it hits you you like a fucking freight train and this movie god bless god bless anybody who has any kind of sibling grief when you're ready you'll know when you're ready watch it because it's it's a it's a great film and besides the fact it's a great fucking movie anybody who doesn't have sibling grief god bless watch it too it's so good and like it's it's i hate saying this but it is really like you know kind of cut and dry with the the thing that it's going through and especially the ending i love how it just it ends on the saddest note possible it starts with sort of well i'm not gonna say sorry but it is a sad moment like losing your father and then you kind of have like these in-betweens like there's a little bit of like relief of you feeling happy but this movie Mm -hmm. really you know wants you to feel how these characters are feeling and i I love that about movies i love when they try to do something with the emotions and really stick the landing and they make you feel that there's a lot of movies that yeah. try to do that and it doesn't work for me i'm like what okay but this one you go through so many different stages and it really is like stages of grief like that's it probably really the best is yeah to, to describe it it's like you're going through every single stage and then you you land on the the hardest moment and then from there on things will probably get better but it'll take a while um, with yeah. her finally accepting to being like, okay, I need to get better for myself. She'd want me to be better for myself. Yeah, my dad was the one that pretty much caused what happened, but I need to just accept it and be with my family at this point um, because she's been through so much stuff and going yeah. in and out of therapy and probably relapsing multiple times. We. Hospitalizations? Yeah, because she said, oh, she relapsed again. So it means that it's happened multiple times. Um, Yeah. And it's 
crazy. The whole movie is crazy. It's it's got yeah. its scares. It's got the emotions. It's got great writing. Um, it's not long at all. It's under the ninety minute mark that people love. It's about a seventy minute movie, maybe a little bit. You know, that. I love a short ass film. Yeah, and it goes yes. so fast, and yeah, it's sad. <laughs> it's very very sad. Um, it is. This is one of those. This is a horror movie that's actual. This isn't horror. This is terror. This is thinking yeah. of the things that make you the most. There's nothing more scary than sadness mm-hmm. and emptiness and desolation and crisis and, you know, oh, monsters yeah. under your bed or whatever. But when you think about like the actual things that could happen in your life, that's what's scary. This movie is an actually terrifying film. So if you have that sibling grief, God bless, watch. If you don't, God bless, watch. Yes, this will watch fuck you up and I would thinking say, about it. Like what it could happen. If this doesn't touch you in some sort of way, you are soulless. <laughs> you are soulless. You're made of stone. <laughs> like you, you yeah. just don't want to embrace any kind of emotions. And You need therapy more than we do. Green box. You guys are fucking killing it. <laughs> That's all I gotta say. You really Screenbox are finding is the these, shit. Yeah. these really, really cool movies, and there are so many wide ranges. You got terrible. Who are movies. the curators over there? Just killing it. Yeah, and Blade Disgusting. I mean, hi. You know, yeah, they're, they're doing great. This is Blade yeah. Disgusting's brainchild, essentially, and they, they're just they're killing it. Everything, everything they've been putting out, I've been loving, um, except for maybe the last movie for them was it um in dreams it was the uh bianca van damme movie that is on that that is on screen box it's a good film it's like a a six out of ten for me was a it was a really cool film it's like a very sexual movie (laughs) Um, but it's really really cool Mm -hmm. it's a sexual thriller i think is how they're kind of talking about it that's on screen box now um that you can go and watch Um, this one comes out January 31st and watch it when it drops. Uh, I promise you it's a movie that you, you do need to watch. You need to yeah. see it, you feel it. Um, so if I have to give this a rating out of 10, I'm going to go 10 out of 10 as well. Any movie yeah. that makes me feel any sort of emotion the way that this did, it's an automatic 10 out of 10. Cause it's not a lot of films that do that. Um, it could have like the crappiest writing in the world, awful acting but if it makes me feel any sort of emotion um whether it be super happy or really sad or whatever it's a 10 out of 10 for me and um yeah i am the most punctual person you will ever meet in your life lateness is not okay for me the fact that i was almost a half hour late to this because i couldn't calm myself down is such a testament to what an amazing film this is oh yeah they they hit they hit every mark on this amazing amazing you need to let me know what boomer thinks of this (laughs) i will i sent him i sent him the link (laughs) yeah as soon as soon as i asked you for permission i was like 
Yeah. Here's the link. You got to watch this. Yeah. And I'm just, def- just so I could, t- I, I was hoping that he would watch it before I came on, but he's so busy. He didn't yeah. get a chance. Uh, I'm definitely gonna be watching this again. Once it drops on shutter. I mean, sorry, screen box. Sorry. Scrap that <laughs> drops on screen. Nope, box. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Let's rewind, rewind. You know, um, it's okay. Shit happens. But, um, like I said, we're not officially sponsored, so it's fine. <laughs> Um, I'll leave that in because that's a cool blooper. Um, that was a hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, once it drops on there, I'm definitely going to be watching it. As for everybody else, you should go and watch this film. Immediately. In a screen box, I think they're still the cheapest streaming platform out there. They're less than Shutter. Um, I think they're, what, four or something right now? Um, and they usually do, like, you can get uh, um, like three months for a dollar. They were doing that oh, for a while last year. Like you could get the first three months for a dollar, which is crazy. Um, and they're always doing promotions and stuff like that. And uh, one day, one day, hopefully, we can uh, give you guys a promotion to get a free month or some shit. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> um, but Gabby, you know, thank you so much for being here and thank you this. so much for having me. It's so good to see you again. Yeah, it's been a while and. You know, everybody's yeah. been super duper busy and I love seeing it. I love seeing everybody be successful in their own way and yeah. pushing out episodes and doing things and talking about whatever the hell they want to talk about. Uh, you've been the only thing greater than success is seeing your friend's success. Uh, yes, I, I do believe in that a yeah. lot. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And uh, Screenbox, keep doing what you're doing, man. Like you, you guys are great, 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 great. If you don't have Screenbox right now, get it right now. Now. Get so, it by the 31st so you can watch this. Yes, Thank for sure. Thank you. For sure. And um, Gabby like I said, said, and I have no problem being an asshole about movies I don't like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, feel free. Even if this is like a, a screener um, movie, if you didn't like it, feel free to rip it apart. It's absolutely fine. People need to know what they're getting themselves Ooh. into. I um, want that conversation. But anyway. <laughs> so this will either be out tomorrow or the day before this is officially released um you'll see it up on socials and i'm yeah. also be posting um the podcast in the woods socials and everything for everybody to go check out their show and go support them we need to spread the love to other podcasts so. come hang with us we love everybody <laughs> and we love discussion please listen and talk to us yes 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 and um yeah Gabby, thank you so much for being here and let Boomer know you, friend. that um, I'm thanking him for lending you over here for a while. <laughs> Booms! I feel like I have like shouted him out like 47 times yeah, throughout the show, but um, hi, Booms. <laughs> yeah, so, um, <laughs> Love <thank> you, you. <laughs> friend. <laughs> thank you, everybody, for listening and watching, and make sure you go check out Podcast in the Woods. Gabby, once again, thank you, thank you, thank, thank you, you for being here. Good and night. Uh, we will sign off on my camera going crazy for the tenth time <laughs> this entire episode. I promise it, it will was be amazing. Fixed. Love your camera. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you and good night. <laughs> Thank you. And we'll catch everybody next time. Thank you guys so much for being here. <laughs>